This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, everyone. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Barb Knows Best, the podcast. It is so great to be here talking with you all today. It is so great to be sitting across the table from my mom, Barb. And as always, I am your co-host, Michelle. And we are here for another conversation about hopefully some of life's most interesting, impactful, meaningful topics. All of the things. Hi, mom. Hi, Michelle. All the topics that will serve us well in this new year. I love it. You are really holding on to the new year vibe. Because I think... <laughs> you keep you're like, well, it's a new year. I'm like, well, it's, ma'am, it's February. I know, but that doesn't, <laughs> does it still the new year. It is still the new year. And that's really probably why I am talking about it a lot. Because I think people, we, we end up feeling that way sometimes. If we haven't achieved what it is we're trying to do by on January 1, by the end of January, a lot of times we're disillusioned or we give up or we settle or we do all the things that we don't really want to do, but we feel like, oh, this isn't working anyway. So I like to think of the new year as longer than just 30 days. All right. With that being said, when does the new year end for you? When does the new year end for me? I would say Like when do you stop talking about it? I would say by March. (laughs) I would probably give it another because I, if you remember, if you've been following me for a long time and us for a long time, almost every. I don't, you know, like the posts we do on Instagram and Facebook and all the social medias, TikTok, all of them, the posts we've done, they all, they all have me saying, oh my gosh, it's February 1st. I think this is the new year. So kind of February for me traditionally has always been more like the new year. And January seemed to be a realignment and an integration of what I, what I went through in 2023 a little bit and what I'm desiring for 2024 and how do I integrate all that into the me that is showing up here in 2024. So January kind of does that. And February is really the full on, okay, I'm in it. I don't know if that makes any sense, but. It does. Good to know. Okay, good. So in March, mm-hmm. I won't we'll be, be saying, fully in I won't be saying Happy New Year anymore. <laughs> Love that for us. But this is a really good topic for the new year, I think. 
You keep saying that. I but do. I think well, it's a good topic for whenever. Always. All whenever, the Whenever, wherever, like Shakira says. All the topics we talk about are for whenever, but I think this one can be a little bit more pertinent. People might be feeling it a little bit more and feeling like they're on the fence of, of whether they're going to stay in the new and the 2024 desires that they have or kind of slip back into the old of 2023. So, yeah. so now that we teased it up, why don't you tell them what we're talking about today? Yes. So today's topic is, I have a lot of, okay, obviously I have a lot of thoughts on it because we're going to go spend a whole hour or so talking about it. Um, But, you know, we often talk about trusting the timing of life, owning your path and your journey, accepting like the circumstances of your life and not trying to change who you are and why you're here because you want to be more like somebody else or you're comparing yourself to others. Um, We talk about that all the time. And especially this topic in particular that we're going to dive into today is one that I feel comes up quite a lot for my age um, in the 30s. And especially when it comes to desires around relationships, desires around settling down, um, and just feeling the pressure to achieve or get to that certain period of life or tick that box that we always talk about that we feel like we have to tick. And we kind of cave into the pressure and we end up settling um, for things that maybe are less than what we actually want, but we think that we can't find or can't do better or achieve better or um, be worthy enough to have the thing that we actually want. And so we settle. And so today we want to dive into this concept of settling And I think it is so widespread and it's, I know that it's up for a lot of us. I mean, I feel myself a lot feeling the pressure of just settling so that I don't have to feel that pang of yearning for whatever the thing is that I want. Um, So I'm excited to talk about this because I know it's, it's, it's tricky for a lot of people and I don't know. I think it'll be a good conversation. I do too. And I think you're, you said it really beautifully about in your thirties. So if you're a millennial, basically, or in that age group or around that age. And I think if you look at people, groups of people, my age in the, in your sixties, or you're really in your second half of life, there's a, there's a whole ideology in, in Hinduism that says that once you get out of childhood and that, that phase that you're, you know, dependent on, you know, your parents or the people, your caretakers or things, you're dependent on things in the outside world. Once you get out of that, then you kind of enter the householder phase, you know, getting a job or having relationships and doing all the things that that phase kind of calls you to do or calls you to desire. So that's called the householder phase. And then once the householder phase is done, when you've retired or whatever that is that you were doing Uh, for work or when the kids are grown or married or they're gone, or just when you're kind of an empty nester, that's called the, um, you know, the taking care of yourself phase or what, what, how do I want to leave this world? What, what would I like for my, my um, work to have been? And how do I want to do the work that I came here to do, so to speak, in a way that's very meaningful and powerful and very inner focused 
where everything in the outside world is focused when we come up to that householder phase. And then once you get beyond that, we're more inner focus. Like what do, what do I, what, what will make me happy? Well, how do I want to leave? How do I want to serve all the things that I want to do? So I love that. And I think that's, if you're in your late sixties, like I am, it's the idea of what I don't want to settle. Is that more, for me, it's more of awareness in my age group. Like um, now I'm aware. I really, been doing this maybe for 40 years and this isn't really serving me and it's not really serving the greater good. What do I want to do? I've been settling, which I don't want to make settling a, um, a negative. Yeah, I yeah. think that's what I wanted to say in yeah. my age group. Settling is not a negative and it's just not the for awareness. You. Yeah. It's not for you to ruminate over and really feel bad about yourself or life over at all. It's more of an awakening for me in this age of my life and all through life, we're, we're awakening all the time. We're becoming and learning and growing all the time. But in particular, when you get to that second phase of life and that phase where you really know that you have less time on the next, the front end than you do on the back end. I don't like it when you say that. I know you don't. So it's very interesting. So it's not a negative to settle. Sometimes we have to settle, but it's becoming aware of, okay, now what am I settling for that really is not serving me and not even really serving the people around me. So that's why I'm excited for this conversation too, as Michelle, because I think it does. I mean, just all of us do that. All of us do this. Of course, this isn't, you know, a good or a bad. It's awareness and choice. Yeah. I think probably if someone ever calculated the most times we say certain words in this entire podcast, I think awareness and choice would probably be up there in the top percentile for sure. For sure. And that's really all of this, all of what we're talking about is. And so I'm just excited because ultimately I think if anyone is listening to this show or follow us on social media, you want to feel fulfilled within your life or feel a sense of connection to yourself and who you are and why you're here or have a desire to be, you know, a version of yourself that feels aligned and connected. And that's really where we're stemming this whole conversation from. You have that desire. So we're always just trying to find aspects of life to pick apart and fine tune and see maybe where we're not making aligned choices or honoring who we are and why we're here and just noticing those dynamics. And I think some of the awareness comes from understanding that no one can do it but you. No one can live your life but you. No one, the outside world can't, it's just not magically, I don't believe it's just magically going to all then just be fine without me doing the work and setting up the, taking the path, taking all the steps along the path and going with the flow of life and letting life send things my way. And then I handle them in a certain way that takes me here and then takes me there. So I just, I, it's, it's a really, it's a really beautiful, fascinating way to look at life and how we do settle in, in such subtle ways. And so today's topic is talking about that idea of sometimes are we settling for less than what we deserve or for, for less than what we desire? And as Michelle said, not any judgment on that, but just to become aware of it and see how is it serving us? Yeah. I, I believe for me, what I've been asking myself a lot, and I want to share this, is how does it serve me? In what way is my is what I'm doing or are my actions serving me? And then if they're not serving me at all, it's a huge red flag. And then if I, if I, they are serving me, and then I always ask myself, well, then now if it's serving me, then how am I 
how am I stepping into the world? And it, is it serving the greater good around me? Is it serving my coworkers? Is it serving my friends? Is it serving my family? Serving my pet, <laughs> whatever it is, like, is what I'm doing advantageous and really in the good, um, you know, good for, you know, in their best interest. And I just love that. It's really helped me a lot. Is it serving me first? Because not serving me, it can never serve other people. Right, right. And then I ask, is it serving others? So I think that's what for me settling means that I'm doing something that is not necessarily what I wish I were doing or what I needed to do or that I'm not, that I'm feeling that idea of settled. Maybe I need to look at how do I start to move a little bit more forward into a place of feeling satisfied or fulfilled. Yes. So let's dial it back okay. and kind of start from the beginning okay. about like, what even does it look like to settle? Um, and what is, how does settling, I think it, it kind of creeps in to our lives in very sneaky ways. Um, and what does it actually look like for us? You give your examples, I'll give mine. Okay. Well, if you ask, if you, if you were asking me right now today, which you are, I would say for <laughs> no, me. No, I'm asking you no, in no, 1995. No, I'm because, no, when I was younger, I was thinking, I, in the beginning, early days of my work career, I didn't really settle. I was like a, a go-getter achieving my goals and really, really putting one foot in front of the other and taking one step at a time and doing it when it came to work and accomplishing my goals of being a successful businesswoman. Can I say something? Yeah. That is actually very interesting. I feel like your younger years of life are pretty unique mm -hmm. because I think oftentimes it's in our younger twenties, teens, thirties, that settling is more it's easier to fall into settling, but I never thought about it for you. You really, you really chose for yourself what you wanted to do and didn't let anybody get in the way. And if someone was going to, you know, bring you down or take you off your course, you eliminated it. So that's really interesting as a sidebar. So yeah. continue. Well, it's true. And I've thought about this too, Michelle, when you wrote, you did a whole article slash blog on, on settling a few times over the years. And when I've thought about it, it's very fascinating to me that when it came to my success in the outside world, I was very strong and, and somewhat rigid in what it was. I mean, I let life flow my way. I was never really going against the flow of life. I just knew if I did all the things that I needed to do in this quadrant, I would get to where I wanted to go. And then if I did all the things for the most part, because I was in a, in a company like that and in a world like that, that you were, you, you, achieved your results and you were given good kudos and raises and bonuses and pro uh, promotions and things. If you, if you did certain objectives, so it was very black and white. It was this way, this way, this way, this way, very rigid. In a lot of ways, it was very known. You knew how to get ahead. And so, but when you look at your personal life, when I look at my personal life, there's so much settling that went on. I mean, just got divorced in 2023. And when I think about so many ways that I settled in a 33 plus year marriage and by settling personally, I mean, going against things that were not necessarily in alignment with me that I didn't even believe in and thinking, okay, for, you know, I don't want to put up the fight here. I don't want to cause, I don't want to ruffle the feathers here. Let's just go with it. Let's just go with it. It's easier to go with it. And in reality it's not, but it took me a long time to learn that and really understand that. So I think sometimes it's easier to be a little bit more um, 
in a non-settling frame of mind when it's your, your professional life, you know, True. and I am, but I also want to make a caveat here though. If you, if you're, if you were someone who is in the minority or if you're a woman, I mean, just all those categories where we have to always, you know, really stand up strong and go against the grain when sometimes, you know, a, a promotions over a woman is overlooked for promotion or a black woman is overlooked a million times more. And I'm exaggerating with the million, but it's really, not. it's really, really high, you know, more than, than white, it's white women. So it's kind of that whole thing is a big struggle. I don't want to overlook the fact that that happens. And sometimes we have to settle because we're overlooked because of, of sexism or racism. But for the most part, I think if we hold our own sometimes and really stand firm most of the time and do the work, we can be brave enough to stand up and, and it works, but not always. I just want to make sure that I'm clear on that. I really realize the, the issues that are still in the workplace. Yes. On that. that was, that was a good, a good side. Um, let's take a quick break. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. And we're back. I feel like I don't totally know what vocal fry is, but when I said quick break, it sounded like vocal fry and I felt very much like Alexis Rose and Schitt's Creek. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about Let's right take now. Let's a quick but... break. <laughs> Anyways. Yes. Um, so trusting the timing. So for me and someone who's in my thirties and I've thought about settling a lot and in conversations I have had with my friends and colleagues and, you know, people in my inner sphere, I think that, and I think this is why I want to get into it later in this conversation about it's not necessarily bad and having the discernment to know for lack of a better term right now, good settling versus bad settling. But 
at this stage in my life, I've noticed that there's just so much pressure to fall into that overarching life timeline that we all seem to feel like we have to fall into. You know, you're born, you go to school, you go to college, you graduate college, you get a a job, you work your job, you get married, you, and I'm speaking of from what I've been, feel like I've been having to be told. Um, You get married, you have kids, you raise your kids, um, and then they go off to school, you retire, and then so on and so forth. Um, Looking at my life as someone in their 30s, I haven't done a lot of those things. I might have desires for a lot of those things, but certainly my t- the timeline of my life does not match up to what I think that gold standard that we assume everyone should live up to, which again, I have talked a lot about in blogs and other podcasts, like F everyone else's timeline, but there still is that pressure. So when I talk to some of my friends who are in similar similar boats to me or going through sim- similar struggles or whatever it may be, there is that pressure of being in your thirties and maybe not married or not having kids yet, or maybe still even trying to find your purpose of a career that really is exciting to you rather than just grinding away for a corporation that is just for a paycheck, whatever those things may be. I really feel like at this stage of life, you really start to feel that pressure. I don't know why it's been kind of made to feel like your thirties is the end and not the end of life, but like, you're no longer a kid. Um, maybe you can't get away with as much as you used to be able to in your twenties. And obviously I'm not your age of like being in that very mature established adult of how I think of you, mom, but you know, you're, you're getting there and you need, it's like, you almost feel like you need to have all of your decision made and all of your ducks in a row, because what you have right now is what's going to be it. Is, is kind of how it feels sometimes being in your thirties. And so that's a lot of pressure. You know, am I in the job? That's going to be it for the rest of my life. Am I in the relationship? That's going to be it for the rest of my life. If you're someone who thinks about wanting to have kids, you know, that biological clock starts ticking in your thirties where you feel that pressure too. And so for me, while I've really loved being in my thirties, there is that pressure cooker of like, oh my gosh, this is the decade that I feel like I've had to figure it all out. And as the time goes by and I don't necessarily feel like I've figured some of those things out, it's like, well, wait, I got to hurry up and just find someone who, you know, I'll settle for, or maybe I'll just keep doing this job that I don't really love, but you know, it, it has good pay or, um, you know, I'm not really ready for kids, but I'm going to have one right now anyways, because whatever, you know, like that's the dynamic that I find myself and my peers and people in my sphere grappling with of there's so much pressure at this stage of life and a little bit of distrust that if I keep holding out for the thing that I really want, the partner, the job, um, whatever the thing might be, I might keep waiting and never get it. So I have to just grab on to whatever is in front of me right now, because at least I know I can tick that box in this moment. And so 
that for me is what settling has looked like in my life. I think in my twenties, I did settle a lot for relationships and, and circumstances and dynamics. For me, that felt a little more common because in your twenties, you don't totally know who you are and what you want and where you want to be. And so you're just trying stuff out. Am I just, Oh, no. it looks like you were like no. settling in for a long rant. Um, you're trying stuff out and you don't know, you don't know what you like until you realize what you don't like. But it, I've really felt that this decade of the thirties for me is that pressure to make the choice because it's time's running out almost. Sorry. I know that was long. No, you, no, you saw me smiling because I think how sad is that, that that is. is what people think because I get it as your mother and I, anyone that's listening to this, it's a mother or a father of a, of a 30 something year old. And if they're not married, don't have kids or aren't in a job or whatever it is, there's a lot of pressure because they, Oh, she's not married yet. Oh, don't you want to be a grandma? Don't, oh my gosh, aren't you sad that you're not a grandma? Aren't you sad? It really is a lot of pressure for the parents of the millennials and the millennials because you're right. And how sad is that? That 30 years old in something is, 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 is you're running out of time or you're, it's too, oh my gosh, we're almost too late for so many things that people could start listing or naming. And I just think that that's really sad. It, it really inhibits us, I think in our ability to be able to see the great big picture and allow ourselves to flow with life and allow ourselves to make mistakes and feel okay about it and learn from them and just allow ourselves to be in the moment doing what we're being called to do in each moment and living and trusting the timing, which is how we kind of started with this whole episode. And it's hard to trust the timing when you've got a lot of pressure around you. And then if the parents are feeling pressure, like I'd feel we'd come home and put the pressure back on you. So it's very interesting. And I think that's why I really love this idea of, and I've, I've been embracing this a lot, having my divorce being final last year, I've been embracing this idea a lot that sometimes it takes losing what you're settling for, you know, to remind us of what we really deserve or wake us up and become aware of what we are, that my gosh, we are settling and I remember, I think I spoke about this on one of the other episodes last year, but I remember speaking to a, a medium back in July of 2023. And she, she just could, I'd spoken to her before in 2021, I think it was. And she could feel some of my anxiety on the phone. And she said, what's going on? And I said, I just feel so overwhelmed. I'm very, very overwhelmed. And I kept using that word throughout the process of this Year, years long divorce, but last year was pretty intense. And I said, I'm just overwhelmed. And, and that's why I needed, I wanted to talk to you. And, and she said, well, let's just stop and take a breath here. And we did. And she says, you're not overwhelmed. You're bringing all of the pieces of yourself back. You lost all the, all the pieces of yourself in this 33 year marriage that you settled in so many ways. And that had, had a lot of trauma and a lot of difficulties in it. She said, you, you, you kind of splintered yourself. You're all scattered all over the place. And so it's going to be overwhelming as you bring the pieces of yourself back and you start to become aware and you start to awaken to those pieces of yourself that were lost or that were hidden or that were you know, shoved away or set aside because they weren't given the attention that they deserve. So I really like that idea. If any of you are feeling like you're settling in any area of your life, think of it as sometimes just allow yourself to be with it and eventually you'll lose it. I believe in trusting the timing of life that 
eventually, if you're trusting the timing and not going against the grain and not going against, you know, the ocean waves and that, and really trying to flow with it and learn what it is you need to learn so you can get out of it sooner rather than later, that you will lose the things that you're settling for eventually once you let go a little bit of the attachment to it and let go of the the really white knuckling grip that we have on things in life that really aren't serving us and that we're settling for. And then you'll wake, you'll be able to wake up or be awakened to, you know, what do I desire? Because this is the life that I deserve. I believe we're all here, you know, to become the best version of this, of the person that we already are from the inside out, but also that we're here because we deserve everything that life has to offer. We're, we're usually our own worst enemies and we're always in the way of ourselves. I think most often when we're not really getting and being in alignment with the timing of life. So you deserve to live this, as Mary Oliver said, this one precious, wild life, wild and precious life. Yeah. And I think that's such a true point that if you are in a settling situation, at some point it will, you, it will rise to the surface for you where you're like, okay, this is not aligned with what I w- wanted. D- the timing, who knows? But I think that's kind of the differentiation of like a good settle and a bad settle. Like if you're in a a quote unquote bad settle or unaligned settling, I think you can only go against yourself, your own best interests, who you are and what you want for so long before things really rise to the surface. Like how you always say with feelings, if you don't feel your feelings, they all eventually they come out sideways. And I believe that too about life. If we repeatedly choose things against our intuition or against, you know, our own best interest or against what we actually want, I think we can only go so far without things starting to go a little haywire in our lives. Like, you know, we get those subtle hits that maybe something's off. And if we ignore it, the the hints get louder. And then eventually, you know, you get screamed at at a, you know, kind of maybe a, more traumatic way of, wow, this is the wake up call. I need to make a change because things are just really not, they're not, this is not what I want. Um, and that kind of often would happen for me in a lot of periods of my life where I would kind of ignore the subtle hints. And then it would be a huge clash of like bad breakups where, you know, it's very dramatic and traumatic and I have to restart my whole life or a lot of times with moving apartments or cities, I wait, wait, wait. And then I'm like pushed out like, oh, they're raising the rent a million dollars and I, I have to leave. Like I, I tend to be the kind of person that waits for that big push rather than listening to the silent nudge or whisper. But I do think when you're tuned into yourself, like we talk about connecting with yourself on a daily basis and asking yourself those important questions that we talk about, who am I, what do I want, what matters to me right now in this moment, you know, when things are kind of going off track or off path, or you can sense when you're in a situation that maybe isn't in alignment with you, or if you're in a relationship that's not making you feel how you want to feel, you can start to pick up on those subtle clues. And I think that's kind of how I would define like the bad settling. And I think sometimes with the good settling is, is just, 
things are in alignment, but it's not exact, exactly what you want. And you, you're open to how I like to think of it of like this or something better. Um, that's a lot of how I think about when I'm, you know, manifesting or visualizing what I want for my life. Like I can think about the ideal of what my own mind can imagine, but my mind can't imagine all of the possibilities of the world. So I have to be open to a different possibility that could maybe even better than I could have imagined because my mind can't imagine everything. And to me, that's kind of like the good of settling. Like maybe I'd always, for example, I always thought when I went to school, I was, um, I went to school for journalism. I got a journalism degree. I've always liked to write. And I also really was interested in PR. Um, when I graduated college, the market crashed, like media, print media was dying. Nobody was hiring in PR. I loved working for, I wanted to work for a magazine. No one was hiring. Um, and I, I didn't know what to do because that was what I had thought I had always wanted to do. And through just kind of being open to different possibilities, I took some internships and I got a job in a completely different field than what I had ever thought because I needed to, I needed to have a job that was going to pay me, but it just took me on a path where I learned so much that ultimately brought me back to where I am now, where I'm using, using the journalism stuff but in a different way, but it wasn't what I had like, you know, when I was a kid in high school, imagining my college to professional life, like what I would see on the movies, that wasn't what it was. And so being open to this or something better and settling up kind of is also an interesting aspect. It is that idea of saying settling up. Or I don't, I can't quite think of like the right word, but sometimes you're going to get um, something that's offered to you that's not quite exactly, you know, what you said you wanted, but maybe it's something that you take because it will take you somewhere you couldn't have even imagined. Yeah. And I you think- just never know. No. I never could have thought that I, me taking a job at a trading firm in Chicago out of college because no one was hiring and that's where I could find a job would take me to where I am. Like, It's, you just don't know. Yeah. So I just think that sometimes being open to seeing where the path may take you is an interesting way to look at things. Or not even seeing where that just taken a leap of faith that you took the job because you had to have it and you made the best of it. And you have, you have one or two still friends from that job because you you had some good people or you had some really kind, helpful people around you and just really trusting. I think that goes back again to trusting the time, like having some trust even if you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, just staying focused on this step in the moment, having your 50,000 foot desires and dreams that are way up there and then bringing it back down to reality in one step at a time and trusting that it's not going to be smooth sailing. The path is never straight ever. The path in life is never straight. Uh, it, it can be straight for moments to, for little moments at a time, but it is not one straight path from birth to death. <laughs> Right. You know, it is a very winding, narrow, sometimes very treacherous road. And so really learning how to be okay with that is 
extraordinary and monumental, and it's not easy. It is very, very, very hard. When I think about the, the 2023 that I went through, it's very, very hard, and that I'm feeling joyful and happy and very excited about 2024 is a testament to just deep in my soul, I was trusting the timing of life and that what that medium said to me, you're bringing back all the pieces of yourself. So it's trusting the little angels around you, the little earth angels around you that say one, one thing that kind of, kind of really settles into your heart and like, yeah, I'm bringing the pieces of myself back. That makes perfect sense. I mean, myself felt like it had been shattered last year. So it's very interesting to how we can just have that mindset, even though it doesn't even feel like some days we're even practicing it or even believing it, but just really trusting it and putting that into the foundation of your, of your being. Like, this is my desire. And then trusting it could take a year. It could take whatever. It's going to take what it takes to get you to where it is that you're desiring to go and understanding that it's going to be really hard. And so I think it's really important to have at least one other person in your sphere that you can trust and that will be there for you and, you know, won't abandon you and won't do the things that will make it even harder and make it even more sad, a lot of pain, sorrow, or sadness. And just really knowing and trusting that it will, that boomerang comes back around. It always comes back around. And the more, we can trust and the more we can be aware, we'll be like, oh my gosh, I wouldn't have asked for this to happen, but now I see the whole story behind it. And I have some gratitude for my life today because I'm feeling hopeful and feeling happy and really energetic. And that matters. I think just really knowing that that is a huge deal when you can feel that way. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think it does matter having that optimism and curiosity for your life and where your path might take you and that trust. I think something that I've been thinking about a lot, especially in this period of my life is really how can I start to truly like take ownership of and embrace my own life path and what it will, what it would look like for every single person to do that because I've spent so much of my life up until this period, really wishing away certain aspects of my life or certain dynamics or um, why did my life have to be this way? Why, why this, why that? Um, just any, any aspect of life that you can imagine, I've spent time kind of wishing away. Couldn't things have been different in this chapter or this chapter? Why am I in my thirties and not married? Um, when it's seemingly such an easy box to tick for so many others, um, all of those things that it's why, why, why rather than, and that why, why, why mindset that I've lived with for most of my life is really, really exhausting and sad and depressing. And it does not promote enthusiasm and hope and trust and optimism for the future. It's very depressing, honestly. And I realized that recently, rather than constantly being at battle with my life circumstances, you know, we all have unique paths and we're born into 
unique circumstances and none of us will have the same lived experiences, although we'll share similar dynamics. Whatever my life has been and will be is mine for a reason. And I can't know why things are the way that they are or why things have unfolded in the way that they have. But rather than trying to fight it all the time, could I lean into accepting it and knowing and kind of operating from the belief that my path won't betray me? Like, it's like kind of having a conversation with God, the universe, whatever you believe in, like the, the powers that be know what you want from your life. And so knowing that to be true, it won't be betrayed. So how can you lean into just, this is my life. And for whatever reason, it's unfolded in this way. And I love it because I know at the end of the day or at the end of the line, end of my life, things will have unsettled or things will have worked out. Um, and that shift for me and looking at life from that way of really taking ownership of my timeline and, and even, and this is, you know, a practice being enthusiastic about, yeah, I'm 30 something and I'm not married. And I love that for me because that just means that there's, I have that curious optimism of what's to come because something must, something great must be coming because my timeline won't betray me. Um, it's a, been a great subtle shift rather than feeling like a victim to my own circumstances. And I know that kind of left the topic of settling, but viewing life from that way has allowed me to make choices where I'm honoring my timeline and my path because I don't have to settle because I know my path won't betray me. Yeah, no, it's a perfect those two subjects are perfectly aligned, Michelle. You didn't stray away from the settling. It's it's all the same. And I I want to give a you know a shout out to you because you have you have really shifted shifted course in a major way over the past year year and a half two years in that in exactly what you're saying and trusting that your life is not going to betray you because you've had some very difficult traumatic things in your life that I know you'll probably share some of those things as we go along in the episodes this year, next year, whenever that is. And I think what I see for you, what the, I see all, that whole shift and what, if I dial down into what it is that you're actually doing, like you're unstoppable. You really are. You don't, nothing really, I mean, you'll take the breaks when you need to take a break. You know, when you need to have a day of rest and relaxation, you know, when you need to push you know, the pedal to the metal and go forward. So you're, you're unstoppable because you, you really trust in that life's not going to betray you, but you also work on the things that no one can take away from you. If that makes any sense, you know what you want to do. You know who you are. You just finished your book. Hey, yay, yay. Her book. Yes. You just finished your book. So you know, all these things, you've really come into your own. And what I see the things you are really, uh, you know, if you look at school, let's just use some of the school language, excelling in is like, who do you want to be? Your mindset, how you want to show up for life. What is the mindset that I want to show up for life and with people in my life? Your character. You have, you have such an extraordinary character and just, you know, your attitudes. And I just think it's interesting how we can really become students of working on the things that we can control, working on the things that can't really be taken away from us if you think about it our character, our personality, our authenticity, our mindset. 
you know, our honesty, integrity, all those things, all those inner things. And so you can, I believe if we're working on the things that we do have a say in and that can't be taken away from it, for me, it's been easier to let go of control and trust the things that I have no control over anyway and work on the things that are really going to take me internally and living my life from the inside out. I hope that makes some sense. I really thought about that a lot over the past one. When I think about bringing all the pieces of myself back together or back, back to me, actually, not back together and back to me, it's really fascinating to think about, yeah, my integrity, you know, my mindset, my, who am I, my personality, what I love about myself. And I think looking at the things that I really do care about and love about myself and then not focusing so much on the things that are wrong with me. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, you did settle. Oh, you did. Oh my gosh, Barb, 33 years. Oh my, what, you know, but it's just an interesting way to think about it. And I think you started that whole path of trusting the timing. You did the t-shirt or the sweatshirts and the t-shirts for the Valentine's um, Day sweatshirts coming soon. Oh, uh, everybody loves that. All the athletes here in town love that shirt. Trust your timing because there is something very magical and powerful about that idea. And, and when you really get what trust your timing means, you can kind of settle into the truth of that. And, you know, really what you said, believing and trusting that life is not going to let you down. Mm-hmm. I, no, life can let you down, but life will never betray you and leave you stranded. I think just having that viewpoint, of, of course, you're going to be- oh, we left, can feel left down. Yeah, of course, you're going to have experiences where you're going to feel let down. But just, I don't, I don't know, the mindset of my life that my life won't betray me. Like if having challenges, I have the challenges, but I'm strong enough to move through them it just has helped me a lot. And, you know, we'll see how it keeps going, but that's, that simple mindset shift has really helped me to, to live from a more powerful, confident place rather than being at the mercy of, and the victim to my circumstances, my surroundings, the things that have happened and the why, like just getting rid of the why for me, why, 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 why me? Why, why? Like just stop. It doesn't matter change what I can change, do what I can show up as the best version of myself. Listen to my intuition or my inner voice, notice those signs and subtle hints about if things are going off and just be in that empowered place is, is really what's been helping me on that note. Let's take a quick break. Sick of being upsold at gyms. My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back. And I think one of the things I want to make clear too is if you're in an abusive or traumatic or chaotic or dysfunctional or highly mentally or physically draining, abusive, traumatic, it, 
it can be really difficult to move your way through all of that. I'm speaking from my own experience. And what I've learned from that is, you know, people, we're always talking about the silver linings and now we're saying, trust the timing. And even though it might've been a really difficult haul, you're coming out the other side, wiser and stronger and all the things, you know, all of those things are true. But what I, what I've been thinking about this as my, for my self coming out of 2023, I've been thinking now, Barb, make sure that you're not honoring the person in your life or the people in your life. Don't honor the, the marriage or the people person in the marriage and the things in the marriage. We want to honor the fact that that isn't really what made me strong. I already was strong. Like, don't, don't forget how strong you are already, but it gets covered up. So the things that happen don't necessarily get the credit. I don't know if that makes any sense. And, the pe- well, the pe- and the people that did it to you, oh, you know, thank God they were in my life because I learned no, this no, and this. No. Like, don't, I'm going to really tell you, don't do that because that's where you can get stuck with, oh, the, the mind is a, I like to call the mind a tricky customer. <laughs> it's like the trickiest thing on the planet and it will always try to be devious and get you to go down a path that does not, for the most part, serve me for sure. I don't know if what all of you think about serving you. So never give the people that caused you the trauma or the abuse or the suffering or the pain, once, especially once you've moved out of it, but even while you're in it, the credit for, and then when you do move out of it, the credit for making you so strong. And don't ever say that to yourself. Oh my gosh, I actually am grateful for that person. We're never grateful for being abused and attacked and demeaned and destroyed where yeah. we have to dig out of a hole to get ourselves back up. We're, we don't have gratitude for that. And I think that's where I love the idea that there are the blessings that come, but it's not the blessing of having that kind of a destructive person in our lives. It's the blessing of becoming aware that, wow, wow, out of all of that trauma that I suffered, I am strong. I am myself. I am who I know that I am. I just got the biggest wake up call or the biggest uh, affirmation of Barb, you are strong. And I'm saying that for all of you, you're stronger than you think. You're stronger than you know. And if you can come out of some really difficult, traumatic relationship, feeling that strength, the credit doesn't go to the situation or the person. It goes to you already that you were able to uncover the strength that you already had and the awareness that I am a strong human being. And that Mm -hmm. doesn't mean, I want to say something funny here because I had to go to the doctor recently and have a a checkup and I'm having some sciatic, of course I'm having some back issues after the year I just had. Um, But I, and he was telling me, he was saying that, you know, you have to, you have to, you know, how how he was doing these manipulations in my body and stuff. And he's, how's that feel? And so I can tell it's really hurting. I said, oh, it's okay. It's really, really hurting. But I'm, I'm, I can tolerate a lot of pain. Just, just keep doing it as hard as you can. Cause I really have a very, very high pain tolerance. Mm-hmm. And as I was saying that to him, I looked at him and I said, but you know what? That's no longer my badge of honor. And he laughed. What do you mean? I said, "Good for you." I've been living like this my whole life that my pain tolerance is through the roof. That's not something to be proud of. And so that's not what makes me stronger. Cause I can tolerate any kind of pain you have to dish out to me. What makes me stronger is becoming aware of what I deserve mm-hmm. and what, 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 is, what I am here to do and what I deserve in life. And I think that's when you can start feeling some of those truths deep in your heart or your soul or your being, 
then you start realizing I'm not going to settle for anything less than what I deserve. Or if I'm settling for a little bit less now in this interim time, I'm trusting that my life will take me where I need to go. I love that. And I think that's a great distinction, especially about where to place the quote unquote credit to your growth. Um, and this, when we say the silver linings for challenges in our lives, that's not to say like an abuser, thank you abuser for doing this because now I'm a better person, you know? So I think that that's, that's super important. And I often think about, yeah, that the difficult moments or the challenges or the traumas just uncovered and showed me who I can be and, and who you already are. And who your already, core. Yeah. And, but like, I'm so strong or I've had to be so strong or I've learned this about myself and I love that about myself or I know you posted this a lot on your Instagram. I love when I'm handling a situation better than I, I thought I would have. It's those kinds of dynamics in those kinds of situations where I'm like, yeah, this was awful. This is not okay. This is crazy, whatever it might be, but I'm handling it. The way I'm handling it is so in alignment with who I am and what I want that I feel proud of it. You know, it's like that to me is the silver lining. It's like, it's not the bad thing or the bad act or the abuse or the mistreatment or the disrespect. It's the way that I'm handling it is so in alignment with me that I find pride to, to within myself to move through it in a way where I'm like, yeah, that was awful, but look how well I did. Yeah. And not settling for it and not feeling like you have to. And I just wanted to reiterate one more time that it, when you, when you give the credit to the abuser or the person that's causing you the suffering and the pain, especially if it's for a long time, what I've noticed in my own life, that's why it was for a long time. When you give the credit to the person or the situation saying, I'm, I know this was hard, but I'm glad it happened because look who I am today. It kind of gets you stuck because the mind will kind of say, okay, so it's really not quite that bad. Maybe you need a little more of it. Maybe they're not as bad as you think they are. Maybe it's you that needs to change a little bit. And especially if you're on a meditation, mindfulness, any kind of a spiritual or deep awakening path, you it is very common for you to think that, oh, you know what? I need to compromise a little bit here. Maybe it's not as bad as I think it is. You know, look at some of the good things that have happened. And you, then you just go get sucked right back in. Right, and right. I think that's where we're talking about settling. It's a tricky thing and making sure if you give the credit where it is, and that is, wow, I am waking up to who I know that I am, that I just got lost along the way and knowing who I am. And I'm waking up to the strength that I already have. Mm-hmm. Because that whole, that whole, I please, I'm so passionate about this right now. I could stand from a rooftop and scream it. The situation that you're in is not making you stronger. It's uncovering the strength that you already have. That's a good distinction. Because if it were making me stronger, I wouldn't have felt broken by the, by the end of 2023 or by the fourth quarter of 2023 and had to really, what's going on here? What's happening? It doesn't make you stronger. It makes you more aware of who you already are and covers all of the things that were layered upon layered upon layered of who you are and the strength you have and what you deserve and all of the things. So just, if you get anything out of this episode, just remembering that going through the bad times are, are not what make you stronger. Going through the bad times, bring you the awareness of how strong you already are. And once you know how strong you are, you're still going to dip and flow and dip and flow, but you'll always come back to, wow, wait a minute. As you just said, Michelle, I'm stronger than I could have imagined. I, I honestly handled this most horrific situation 
at a B level or whatever it is, if you're, if you're, if you're looking at yourself and, and trying to sort out how did I weather this massive storm? So I just feel like that is incredibly important. It It is is not believing that the situation and I think, isn't that a form of spiritual bypassing? Like the situation's good for me or the situation's going to glad this happened, or I'm going to see the blessing in this because I'll be grateful that this is what came my way in life. So I think placing the gratitude where it belongs and uncover, I always think of uncover that we're uncovering ourselves like the layers of an onion inside. I believe we're, we're an onion inside, like the soul, the core of our being is in this, is in the center of that onion. And we just peel a layer after layer after layer. So I look at my life now as, I mean, after 2023 as, okay, yeah, you just peeled that layer and now you've uncovered how incredibly strong you are that you kind of had forgotten that. I think too, the concept of gratitude, especially when you're in challenging or abusive or difficult situations, I think the bypassing comes when you're like in it and you're trying to be grateful for the person. Like, I think- and this is just from my own experience, I can be 20 years out of a a difficult traumatic situation and look back and have feelings of gratitude because of everything that's happened to me in my life has gotten me to where I am today. And I feel gratitude for where I am today. Mm -hmm. And that's where I can be like, okay, that was awful, not okay, messed up, whatever the situation might've been. But somehow it taught me a lesson or empowered me or emboldened me or put me with certain, you know, one of the most traumatic things in my life got me to my therapist who has been, you know, a lifeline in my, like, so there have been pieces along the way that have, that I can have gratitude for a situation, even when it was bad. And I'm not, I hope I'm explaining in a way where it's not embracing abuse or anything like that. Um, But I think that's also 20 years down the line looking back. But I think that bypassing is kind of when you're in a cycle of dysfunction or toxicity or abuse and you're like, oh, but um, I'm so grateful for you because you took the trash out today. So it's okay. Thank you. Like to me, that's kind of. It's when, should, when you're still in it. I think but we should do a whole episode we can, on that. We can, but now, I that, just, now that I brought it up, I think it would be a really fascinating episode. But I think gratitude in and of itself, and I think for me going back to like my path, my path is my path. How can I own it and honor it in a way where it empowers me because I know that I can work with it and get to wherever I want to be. That's where I have that gratitude of the good and the bad and everything in between. Yeah. But I was going to say to be the Barbara in this um, podcast today, I think we need a part two on this topic because there is a lot more that I wanted to say. I agree. Especially in the concept of like desires. There's yeah. a whole piece that we didn't really dive into. And I think it it will be a great second episode of just an extension of settling where like really being able to honor your desires and letting yourself have what you want. Yeah. I love that. Um, so let's save that for next week. I love that. And then the week after we can do gratitude and bypassing. So well, I love there you that. go. The next few episodes are, the, the future set. is charted. Well, I think it's what we're, I think a lot of us are going through this and I know you and I are unraveling all of that and looking at all of that in, in such a really beautiful way. 
And I, this, this episode of, of settling and owning who we are and what we desire took a turn into relationships, deep relationships and, and trauma and knowing what it is we deserve. And I agree there's so much, so many more layers, I guess, to use the Michelleism in this end of this episode is the layers. It's, it's so layered. This is such a layered topic and there's so many places that we can go with this idea of settling and what we truly deserve in life. So I will be very excited for part two next week. I love it. I'm excited too. Um, thank you for this conversation. It was really fun. Yeah. I love you all so much. We are always, always very grateful to, that you are here and that we have the, the real true blessing of having conversations with you every week. Yeah. We never, we always obviously have the topic, but we never quite know what's going to come up. And I think that's what makes it fun for all of us. Too. And this is one of those that kind of took a turn into, I'm thinking, I'll, this will be an episode that I go home thinking, what did I say? <laughs> Cause usually I don't, you know, I just leave it here and it, yeah. what did I say? What, what did we talk about when it came to settling? Yeah. <laughs> this will be one that well, it's be funny. The other day, our colleague Rebecca was like, I loved when you said, this, this, this in the podcast. I'm like, I said that. And she was like, yeah, it was really cool. I'm like, wow, good to know. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. Thank you, mom. Um, we're of course so grateful for all of you. And we've, I've been noticing a lot of you have been sending in topic requests and your feedback and we love it. So please keep that going and, and let us know. And it's just, so it makes it so fun for us to interact and engage with you guys in that way. And of course, the best way to send in topic requests is to connect with us on social media at Peaceful Barb, at Michelle Maros, at Barb Knows Best Pod. Send us a DM, um, whatever it might be. We love to hear from you. And that's the best way to do so. Again, make sure you're liked and subscribed to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, so that you're always up to date on each new episode. And it's just really helpful to have people who are subscribing to the show. Um, it's a really great way to support us in that way. And if you have a few moments and you haven't already, give us a five-star rating on iTunes and Spotify and leave a review. Another quick, free, easy way to support us and the show. Um, and lastly, like I kind of teased mid-episode, we will be launching a, another version of our Trust Your Timing sweatshirts um, for Valentine's Day. We've got some cute designs in the pipeline for you all, and we're so excited to see, to have them and to see them. So stay, keep an eye out for that. Thank you so much again for listening. Thank you, mom. And we will chat with you next week because as we know, Barb knows best. Bye. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.